Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is the Geek Slays, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode 155. We're back with the man, the myth, the legend, the creator of FTI Studios, Kappa Matthias. How you doing? Holy fuck, guys. Jesus. Guys, <laughs> dude, dude. Dude, day I'm, after his I'm birthday right. boy happy late birthday well, thank you but dude what the fuck how am i supposed to even say hello what my hands are doing the rubbing thing where i'm trying to start a fire with my hands dude <laughs> trying to start a fire with my hands you doing? Uh, i'm man yeah <laughs> there you go I, it's still not as good as the intro zero gives but i try my best <laughs> oh my god yeah i think that's how we kicked off that one last episode the first time yeah. you had me on we just talked about euros intros for about 20 minutes that dude goes above and i swear before the podcast starts he like writes out a hundred different intros to see which one sounds the best like he goes hard with that i'm just like yeah we got you know this guy <laughs> this cool dude and heroes like doing research figuring out the coolest way to present you it's like god damn bro you're going crazy <laughs> like flick so sorry yes. you get the door open there you had the door open i there did i did i opened it up for a flick so reference <laughs> the door's always open for a flick so reference let's be honest oh, you're going crazy you're just like wait there's a producer out there yes <laughs> it's flick so. going crazy he's going crazy <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you also have to, you hear that on every song he's a part of. That's how every song begins. Like, so going I, I crazy. Wanna, I want to say 90% of the songs I listen to on the daily are, are like a Wednesday song or an FTI beat, especially when I'm yeah. editing newsletters or like Good Morning Man. And it's just like, that's like the tag I always look forward to. And then um, when you hear the tag, his beats are so, his beats are so versatile, right? So, like, yeah. he creates so many different sounds. He creates so many different atmospheres from, like, animated to uh, the new one we have for the newsletters. Uh, the, his, we called it Fairy Tale. Like, when he sent it over, it's called Fairy Tale. But then you go to Good Morning FTI Community, three different sounding beats, all created by the same mastermind. Yeah. God, I need to go get crazy. some money. I need Flixo to go crazy and give me, give me some stuff. And by give it, I mean That's I need right. to pay for some stuff. <laughs> that's what i'm always telling the lads i'm like yo you literally have a producer right here who yep. could like uh like provide you custom stream stuff like dmca is free and of course and it's so cool but imagine just having things that like were made specifically for you yep like that's what i want to do i want to get you know it seems like at this point every podcast you listen to there is an opening beat that plays over the first 30 seconds to a minute during yeah, your yes, intro, sir, yes, there's sir. an opening beat. Uh, we need one for the Scuffed Ass podcast that, that needs to I happen agree. eventually. I just... I can get behind that. At this moment, can't afford to do it. Because, I, yeah, I'm not... Yeah. But I want to get an intro song and an outro song for the YouTube channel. That's just... Yeah, feels sure. right. I, I use, you know, Wednesday and Emerson and... I guess a ton of Flixo and Mindy, all those guys for stream music. So I don't really, at least at this moment, need anything for stream. Maybe as we do other things, you know, other ideas with stream might need Flixo to do something for that. The run the North podcast. We just started should probably do yeah. something for that. You know, like <laughs> 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 
God damn, I do a lot of content. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's astounding. It's actually like astounding See? how much content you create on a daily on so many fucking platforms. I, I go to TikTok, I see Geek. Go to YouTube, I see Geek. <laughs> Open Spotify, New Scuffed Ass Podcast. I get a notification on Twitch, the Geek Slate just went live. Go to Twitter, Geek Sweden about football. I was like, this man has it locked down. You know what's worse though? You know what I've been talking about for two months? How I've become lazy. And that was, I think, the conversation you and I had a month or two ago. And I that was we like, might have, yeah. Like, like, man, it's just See, like, because like, you're, you're so used to creating and you're so used to your schedule and you're so used to getting better and working to better. But the minute you want to like take a step back, the minute you just want to take a breather, you're just like, fuck, I'm lazy. Man, we take a week break of a newsletter. We take a week off FTI. I'm just like, nobody cares about this anymore. And it's just like, yo, uh -huh. just like, it's just like, let things breathe, let things marinate, let things chill. But it's so hard because you're like, no, I got lazy because I missed a day. I missed this. Oh. I could have capitalized on that. So this actually goes back farther than that. In 2020, when I was on Mixer and first came back to Twitch, I was streaming eight to 12 hours a day, uploading a YouTube video every day three to four TikToks a day, still had Twitter. I never do anything on Instagram. I'm sorry. All I do is create content and sit in this room. I can only take so many selfies. I don't like my face. I'm not taking selfies. I don't get new things that often. What am I supposed to post on Instagram? <laughs> I could maybe upload my TikToks, but there's also a certain point of like, you're following, not transferring to places. Nobody that cares about sports for me follows me on Instagram. So uploading all my sports TikToks, that's not doing anything. <laughs> like, nobody's on Instagram to see that from me. Like, yeah, that's, it's the weird dynamic. It's just like why I don't post them as YouTube shorts, which maybe I should because I do enough NFL talk on YouTube anyways. Like, it could make sense yeah i think that's an avenue i think i think uh, i can i get behind that idea i like that idea but like for instagram i've just never really known what to do with it so it exists for me to talk to people who don't have twitter that's about it and to support my yeah. friends who do use it like that's yeah. where fti's main hub is so yes, sir. i guess that's what gets posted on my instagram every monday and wednesday is uh Whatever FTI posted is going up on my story. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, that's all yes, I exist for. <laughs> that's that's it. I just wait. <laughs> Normally, I don't even get notifications for Instagram unless it's a direct message for whatever reason. I have notifications on, but when you tag me and stuff, I won't see it. I don't see anything yes, until sir. you send me a message. So normally I see it on Twitter. Go like and retweet yeah. it there, and then I go, oh, if it's on Twitter, it's already up on the on the gram, yeah. so yeah. let's yeah. pop over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, I, I agree with that. What's up? So, but before I switch into what I'm just seeing that is kind of hurting my head, um, yeah, the the feeling of laziness just because I've reduced the total amount of content I'm doing has been a real thing. But like some of the other stuff I'm doing just takes so much more time. Yeah. 
And yeah. like, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, personally, personally, and I don't know if this mindset makes sense. Um, I think planning to have like 30 things be released a day or like 30 things be released a week is just so like it's self burnout because yeah. like it's one thing it's one thing to like have like three to four things you want to post a week like for example monday's good morning wednesday is newsletter friday is like our special event day but like if you're if you're already putting all your eggs into a basket for like twitch say and like your youtube kind of has a few eggs you don't need to make sure it has as many like you don't need to make sure like it's just like if you want to do it fuck yeah like hell right. yeah but but like if you're putting so much effort into both self burnout is going to happen no matter what because mm -hmm. not only is it ideas you have to come up with it's like holy shit do i have the energy to be like to talk about it do i do i have the time to like actually give like a like a deep thoughtful conversation about it or am i just doing this to say hey this is a video right this is a video like the the, the con what's, what's the what's the analogy the content well is running dry like when you'd see someone post something that's like totally out of character just it's like oh they were just like looking to fill in that day it's like right. being on a schedule of shit you actually care about and want to do versus i gotta do this to stay relevant um i don't know like like there's a lot of youtubers i watch or well, i used to watch where like every day was something different and sure you have a different audience for everything you do but uh, trying to connect the puzzle after a while trying to connect the pieces man it's just so it's so tiring it's so tiring which is also kind of part of the issue with my youtube channel because you never know what you're getting. This Friday, you know, maybe it'll be a film review of an NFL player. And next Friday, I'm cooking some food out of some fucking pop culture cookbook. And then the Friday after that, I'm playing some fucking video game. Like, it's so sporadic. But it's like, that's what... I don't know. That's the content I wanted to make. And I'm not going to have five different channels to upload a video on that. each channel once a month. That makes no sense. <laughs> that's a that, that's another thing it's actually like it's it's a pet peeve of my, not a pet peeve it's a grievance of mine i guess towards like the creators in general it's when you're trying to lift a channel off the ground but you have a whole other idea that you make a sub channel for that and then you get upset that your sub channel doesn't have the the following transferring over like if you're trying to lift one channel off the ground you don't need four other YouTube channels for your four other things. Right. And it's like, ah, and then you on your main channel, you're like, oh, I tried making this second channel, but nobody went over. Well, yeah, because we want to watch you in one place. And if there's a valid reason to make that second channel, hell yeah. Like if you're a day in a life or a vlogger and you want to do gaming, two separate channels. Sure. If you want to, if you want to game Nintendo, Sony and everything, you don't need a Nintendo, Sony, Xbox channel. You just, your right main channel that's so that's also why i named myself the way i did the geek slays allows me to keep a lot more under the one umbrella than yeah. a lot of things would like it it's not purely dedicated to football or to gaming or to whatever which kind of allows me to do whatever thing i want to on my channel at least for now now in yeah two years you know if stuff blows up sure maybe it is smart to keep the geek slaves channel as only gaming and then make a cooking channel and a football channel maybe that makes sense but yeah. right now trying to grow all three is too much focus on one it's gain a following start building go from there <laughs> well i think 
I think what I think what I was uh, thinking of last Friday for the Persona Rumble, and I was saying this to like Danielle and Dylan and Colin and all of them. I was like, FTI has so many avenues, and everybody knows of FTI from like so many different sources. Whether you're a music artist, geek knows the spiel. Whether you're a music artist, a content creator, a visual artist, like we've connected with you somehow on some way on a different platform. Mm-hmm. But we had everybody in a Twitch chat. And it's like the community comes together in one mm. cent- like central place instead of saying, hey, you can watch the Persona Rumble across all of these channels. It's like, no, we'll tell all these channels they can watch it in one central hub and meet there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know who was mentioning it to me. They're like, oh, are you doing like a multi-stream? Like you're going to like stream it on like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch. And I said, no, we're just going to promote it for one platform and like mm. come watch, come watch. It went to YouTube the next day, but that's also because we were running it at 9 p.m. at night on a Friday. And, like, if you want to catch the replay, I don't expect you to go 27 minutes into a VOD, watch the Persona Rumble, and then do it. It's like, why don't we just, like, upload it for you elsewhere? Right. Um, but, like, nah, dude, the the whole idea of, like, having five different channels for five different ideas, I it's not it's not something I'm a fan of. Like, it's, it's different. I have five it's different. different channels. <laughs> it's it's different when it's the scuffed as podcast and right eek slays right it, that's different but man like there's people out there that do the same shit on all five channels yeah and just because it's a slightly different they just make that new channel right maybe maybe someone can convince me otherwise that my idea is outdated but like that's how so i stand at a certain level that is how you have to do it just because of the way youtube works YouTube algorithm eventually feeds people your videos based off of like realistically at this point, as much as it sucks, YouTube subscribers mean nothing being subscribed and turning on notifications for a channel means nothing because your videos don't always end up in their subscription feed. For some reason, they never get notifications. I cannot remember the last time Anyone has told me they've gotten a notification for me streaming before I was two hours into the stream or the YouTube video. It's normally days before you get a notification that it came out. Oh, shit. Really? Like notifications, that stuff just doesn't matter. That's that's why having a schedule is so important. So people know, hey, yeah, like that's why you've seen me. I still stream outside of my schedule all the time. But everybody yeah. knows I am, no matter what, I'm live this four-hour block these days. Yeah. You always yeah. know I'm live then. Everyone does. Exactly. Now, if I go yes, live sir. before that, cool. If I stay live longer than that, cool. But I'm Fuck guaranteed yeah. those four hours. That's it. Exactly. I that agree. way people yeah. know that they can find me at that time. Same with YouTube. I, I guarantee a video every week on Friday. If I upload six in a week, cool. <laughs> like that's that's just that that doesn't hurt anything but nobody's expecting no. that right you got to set the expectation and if you go over that's great but at least yeah, meet what content. the expectation you set is a big part <laughs> yeah well man like youtube in itself like that's such a daunting platform because nobody yep. cares about nobody cares about like long content anymore and it hurts and we had this conversation so many times last summer when i was like man i don't want to make fti real format because i like a presentation i like the landscape i like i like immersing an audience 
it's it's nobody's everyone's attention span is less than 10 seconds if i can't grab your attention span in five seconds what's going to make you stick around for four minutes and now the weekly the weekly good morning fti communities and instagram uh, newsletters and such are under two minutes and 20 seconds and i can fit them on twitter is that my goal no i i like doing like the like catch the preview tap the link but then now i'm just going like holy fuck these are getting shorter because you have to grab people's attention span you have to make sure they're following all the way through and then it's just like yo remember the days where you could like upload like a 20 minute video a new channel or not and people are like yo this is cool but like nobody sticks around for like long videos anymore mind you i do like when i watch a youtube video i need it always to be over 20 minutes because i don't want to know what i'm doing in 21 minutes from now i'd rather know i'm watching just like the one video um yeah i uh I forget how we got to that point, but no, that but you brought up a really good point. This is a good conversation, though, because, like, that is a thing. People, long-form content is dying. Not completely, yeah. because you can see podcasts are still huge. Yeah. But because it's a different type of content, you don't have to sit down and watch it. You can throw this on in the background and go work, go work out, go clean, go whatever. Like yeah. this can exist at all times for you. When I uh when I see my friends, like my coworkers especially, on their lunch break, they're not watching like YouTube videos unless that's like a how to guide for Destiny 2. Mm -hmm. They're watching just quick TikToks to distract themselves for like five seconds. But like I remember like one of my old jobs, like it was like, you know, what, what YouTube video you watch on your lunch break? And it'd be like some like obscure video. Now it's just like, yo, this TikTok I just saw, I'm gonna send it your way. Which yeah, like fast paced, send it that way, yeah. But like, dude, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's because I'm getting old, geek. But I miss the days where we sent YouTube videos and not 10 second reels. Right, dude. I don't know. There's something about like a 45 minute YouTube video that you can throw on and just sit down and just fucking hang out and enjoy a video. Like, yeah. I, but like, that's I'm the gonna, other uh, weird thing, though. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupting you. No, I'm gonna expose him just because I, I, I honestly. If he tunes into this, I'll figure it out by him going like, hey, buddy, why'd you talk? But my boy Alex, he just, <laughs> just, this goes forever, bro. This goes, yeah. this goes forever. I sent you a TikTok like, the other day. I don't even think you saw it. Dude, yo, my favorite thing about logging onto TikTok, I'm not going to lie, is like, you have 52 messages and like, it's always you, Eero, <laughs> I think Dylan sometimes. And I'm just like, holy shit, I don't even have notifications on for this. Um. Yeah, no, last week we did, uh, during our Run the North podcast, we were all having trouble not talking over each other. I don't know why, but it was just a thing that happened. So we made a joke when we were done recording. Like, we should take this one clip where we all kept cutting each other off, and every time somebody cuts each other off, you add the stupid Burger King Whopper commercial into it instead and... of the person that cut him off oh. it's a fucking hilarious video <laughs> yeah that's the one i sent oh. yeah yeah the, yeah oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I, i'm checking tiktok after this yeah. cast okay. uh, but that, that's the other nice thing about run the north compared to so i used to have let me let me look at all these channels here like two months ago i was running I haven't really started with that one, so it doesn't count. Because I now have a... I turned one of my old channels into a VODs channel. But I haven't yeah. actually started the process of uploading VODs sure. because, oh my god. The only way I can right now is download them and then upload them. That's like a four-hour process because of my internet. Yeah. 
So, like, I'm trying to find a better strategy for that before I start because, like, that's a lot of time. But so I had my main channel. I had the podcast. Then I had the sports channel I was doing that wasn't originally just me. I had another streamer buddy. We were basically doing a multiple times a week sports talk show. Okay. But then it was right when Co- we decided to do it right before COVID started, really. Okay. Uh-huh. So, like, two episodes in, the everything got canceled. The NBA season shut down. The the Olympics got canceled. Like, everything just died. So, it's like, how do we do this show now? Yeah, like, literally, what are you going to talk about? Yeah. All we can talk about is sports, and sports are just shut down. What do we do? So we yeah. just kind of ended it. And then, like, a couple months ago, I uploaded a couple videos to it, and then I was just like, dude, why don't I just upload these on my main channel? This is stupid. I agree. It, yeah, if yeah. I was still working with that guy on it, but, you know, it's been a couple years now. He's moved. He has a real job. We just can't do that yeah. show anymore. So it's like. Uploading content that's just me to that channel is not the point. Like, it was supposed to be a show, so if I do sports content, I'll keep it for myself. And then Run the North, and we were going to do stuff with Revolution, and that all kind of fell apart because TikTok can demotivate you very fast. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, like, well, dude, that's the thing. Like, don't look for instant success and everything, right? Like, Right, but after three months, if you've grown zero... You will have to figure it out. And with that one, it's like it requires three of us to all have the same amount of t- same amount of time to work on stuff like the same days at the same time. And then well, and then after we record it, all of the editing, all of the uploading, all of the figuring out the analytics and creating thumbnail, all of that fell to me. And it's like, dude, we don't yeah. have the time. And then. All of this work, we're seeing nothing. Like, I yeah, well, don't want to do it all anymore. Like, uh... I can I can agree with that to a point, man. But, like, honestly, like, look at FTI's 2022. Like, everybody right. fucking... Like, I, I love FTI and I love it. But for, for looking at it from a number standpoint, we didn't really grow in 2022 in terms sure. of the numbers. Like it, it didn't, it didn't, ki- it killed the motivation. I'm not gonna lie. Like it did. Some sometimes it was just like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, how can I improve? But like it never like made me like start going like, all right, the newsletters again half ass. Like I was always looking for ways. I feel like just looking for like instant success and things you do and like playing like play a slow burn. Um, I think that was like the I, other thing. That's not what that was meant to do. It wasn't supposed to be a slow burn in any of our heads when we started. Yeah. And the other thing is, there's also a difference between, you know, not much growth and it being a slow burn to just no engagement on the videos at all. It seemed like nobody cared about them, which at that point, it's like, man, like with FTI, while maybe the numbers weren't going up every post, there was still actually the engagement. You could tell people did want to see and cared about the content. People were yeah. still tuning in. Now, maybe you weren't getting new people to tune in, but there were still yeah. people coming in to watch it every time. Whereas Revolution, exactly. that just died. There was nobody commenting. There was nobody liking videos. There was nothing. So it's we all looked at it and we we're like, this takes too much of our time. Let's all focus on 
stuff that we can do that'll be better, which I think yeah. was the smarter yeah. choice, at, at least for now. I mean, the the accounts still exist for a reason. Like, yeah, it's not one of those we're just done. Fuck it forever. It's hey, eh, goodbye for now. We yeah, might be back. Catch it up, Fine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I can agree. With the that. dream's not dead. Yeah, like, it's just the the timing's not right. And like that's a uh, that's really funny that you say that. Like that's exactly how I view FTI, man. Just like, <laughs> like the, 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 the conversation I hate having with so many people who don't understand what we do is, well, yeah, are you making money off them? Well, yeah, like your well, why aren't your numbers going up? It's like, hey. Tell me that you can get 50 people to say Merry Christmas to the community within the span of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell me you can get 30 creators to pick a number between 1 and 30 and watch a virtual Royal Rumble like it's something fucking crazy. Hey, tell me that you can get somebody new to say good morning to the community every week and not have to repeat a good morning. Mm-hmm. Hey. And then everyone's just like, well, numbers, 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 monetization, 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 money, money, money. That's you can be doing this. Important. It's like, hey, come sit on my computer chair. Come look at the conversations and the relationships I'm developing with the Geek, Mega Matt, Joe Ash, Entity, LD, Artie, Radical, Jedi, Showtime, Ben, Eero, Priceus, Grayson, Freeze Ray, Nathan709, Quero Tacos, Ballistic Gaming, Nintendo, Eternal Weasel. And now tell me that what I'm doing is not worth it. Well, and it's not just that. Then look at the relationships that those relationships have built. Like, how often do you see me and Entity gaming together now and just hanging out and chilling? (laughs) Or, you know, Entity and Eero brought me in. But then I guess Artie falls into that. Me and Artie didn't know each other before FTI. And then uh, uh, One-Eyed Bandit's been on the podcast multiple times at this point. Emerson. Uh, Wednesday, Emerson, Mindy. Like, dude. You know (laughs) I don't. I don't mean to cut you off. You're good. But you bring up really. You bring up really good fucking point. What I absolutely hate, bro. And before it was just swipe up the shoulder like a five knuckle shuffle from John Cena. What I absolutely fucking hate. And yes, <laughs> I hope this is like a like one of the stream clips we can promote later on the FTI okay. stories. Is when people say, "Okay, Mindy and Wednesday." collaborated and create a song or is your cut from it the whole point of fti is so you go network and do things like that that's my cut of it in quotations right okay well, you this built the network connect- for us to all work together yeah it dude like oh okay yeah when i think it was when keeping you came out yeah it was when keeping you came out and like uh wednesday sent me like this voice memo and man like i sat i have this voice memo saved to my phone what really bugged me when I was showing people it nine times out of 10, it's like, oh, so you're making money off that. And it's just like, can you like take that dollar sign away really quickly and realize that just like you connected these people to like make a song and now everybody gets to enjoy it. And if you want me to play the other side, I can see it from their standpoint to a like to a T, but like money is spent so fast. Like they're not going to forget that they, how they connected. Like they're like, when you, when you and Entity stream or when you and Entity play games together, you're not going to forget how you guys met. It's right. not just going to be like, a, oh, it's not going to be like, oh, like, yeah, we met like a while back on this thing. Like, no, you guys know how you met. Mm-hmm. You guys know why you guys are so important to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, Grayson from Good Morning FTI Community, 
fun fact, I don't know if we're breaking the FTI fourth wall. I've known that guy since I was 14 years old. I like, you know, like we live in the same city. I saw him on the bus on Friday. And then it's just like, I look at Grayson and I'm just like, I think it's so fucking crazy that we know the same group of creators and they know you. But, uh, but man, I don't know, man. It's about the money, man. Like, if you're not making money, you're not seeing something. If your numbers aren't going up every day, you're not seeing something. Sit in my computer chair. You're, Do it, please. You're seeing it. It It's something I've had to get through my own head a lot. There are going to be times where the growth isn't there. There are going to be times yeah. where you are going to lay in bed after working all day on content, and you are going to think, man. What am I doing wrong? So, but what you, what do you actually so, got to do? First, you got to look and see if there's anything you can do better. That is always the strategy. Look for improvement. But there also comes a point where the strategy is just keep working. Yeah. You just got, you can't get so in your head about it that you can't do it anymore, which is the point that I was getting to. That's why I stepped away for a week and just fucked off the internet for a week. That's just, yeah. I needed that. My brain needed it. Now we're good. Now we're pushing through walls again. That's why you got to do Exactly. <laughs> like, like now, now my new thing I like to show people is like, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to bitch. I don't want to come off. I don't want right. to like I'm coming off like I'm bitching, but it just happens for too frequently to not notice it. Right. Like this whole conversation about like, what, how, what are you doing? What are you doing to make money? What are you doing to like grow your followers? Man, I will take being in couch magazine's debut magazine out of hey hey matt you've helped me out so much and you've introduced me to so many people would you mind coming in and joining the magazine fucking cool this is dude that's fucking dope yeah like dude it would have been so much different if fti was a monetized platform where i charge you to be in it i wouldn't have got this opportunity because our our relation back then was he gave me money to promote him not Dylan is a cool guy and Couch is a fucking amazing brand. We built that connection and now we're going like, hey, do you want to be a part of this because you did that for me? Instead of, hey, I don't really have to do anything because we made that money payment way back when. Right. I know, I know, I know we've talked about it many, many times. And I know I've talked about it with pretty much everybody. I just, that's the one thing that'll always bug me, man. It's just the whole like, hey, so like uh, your numbers, hey, like that money is not happening. Hey, no. I'm happy. Dude, no, the cool shit that comes from the relationships you've we've developed is awesome. Like, Timmy Toucan made the FTI snow globe. I didn't know Timmy Toucan a year ago at this time. Right? Well, it's that. It's, you know, Wednesday drops a new album and hits you up the night it drops. Like, yo, what do you think about it? Like, yeah, a year ago, legitimately a year ago. There was no world in which I talked to a musician the night they dropped an album about the album that they dropped. That that was not a thing. Now, that's a thing with multiple artists. Like, multiple, which is wild. Like, the relationships uh... we're developing is insane. And as each person grows, maybe not everybody grows with them, but the collective grows. There are more eyes on everybody as each person grows in their style. That's how that works. I, I think I was having this conversation with my coworker Matt, uh, and we were kind of talking about like how like artists don't like being paid in exposure. And I'm just like, well, like I, 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 
I get that. Like, I understand where they're coming from. But, like, as you just said, it's just, like, I can go drop off a coffee to Aiden at work. And I can say I was talking to Eero. And then talking about Eero goes into Emerson and asking how Geek was. How his right. entity doing? Like, so on and so forth. Like, that shit's so fucking cool, man. Like, that shit is so fucking cool. Um, I don't know. It was actually really fun because, like, Matt, uh, the other Matt, was in the chat for the Persona Rumble. And he messaged me after. And he said, yo, like, I, I get this. Like, I, I understand exactly what's going on. Uh, I'm like, thank you. And he's like, hey, yeah, this was pretty entertaining. And I was just like, fuck yeah. Because that's what we're about. We're about fucking entertaining. Like, we created something, and now we're about, like, showing each other. Um, sometimes, uh, and I, I will bring this up, sometimes do I complain that, like, I wrote a newsletter article, I, I put all this work in, and then, like, the artist doesn't say thank you? Yeah. But yeah. so many of them do say thank you, so it makes up for that. Right. And that's the thing. when you When you do, especially what you do, because you chose not to have it be monetary at all, which is a good choice. At least not monetary at all in the sense of you get featured in a newsletter, not by paying for it, but by, you know, you start talking with FTI, FTI checks you out, you know, sees what you're about normally. If you seem like a cool person with a good whatever you're doing, because that's the thing, you cover musicians and content creators, and photographers, and graphic designers, and all of that different stuff, yeah, every once in a while you're going to get burned by somebody who was just trying to use you for growth. That's going to happen, and it sucks. But guess what? Even if they were paying for it, it would be the same thing. It would be the same result. Just to, yeah, ex Only exactly. more often, because more people would go, well, if I'm paying for it, there's not. we're not building a relationship. I'm just paying for it. So, and fuck you. you. And you've set, a, you've set an expectation for how that's supposed to look. Like, maybe sometimes do I read back a newsletter and go, like, oh, we could have emphasized on that. But at the same time, I didn't have, like, this daunting, like, yo, they paid me to talk good about them. I'm talking good about you because we fuck with your shit. Right. Entity is striking. Entity sending your news is running a whatever they're saying is he's running a home run with your article because Entity loves what you do. Yep. But like if you're paying me, if you're paying me to write about you, I get to go half-ass it because all I have to do is make sure I wrote about you and it's being somewhere where public eyes can see it. Yep. Like it's and that's the thing. Eventually, the money comes. It does. It might. That, I think that's the other thing that the internet has tricked people with because you have certain, you know, look at the Paul brothers a couple of years ago and how they went from nobodies to 20 million subs on YouTube in six months. That's Doing insane. Flying clothesline to ricochet in the rumble. Holy also shit. insane. But, like, <laughs> that, that's, not a, that's not a thing that, like, that that's not how most creators are. You don't just appear at the top yeah. it takes years of a slow burn until you know the one video the one song the one whatever pops and then because you've been doing it for years you already know the grind your next piece of content comes out right when it was supposed to and yeah, the growth exactly. just continues it's all about waiting for that initial pop some people yeah. will get it in the first 10 videos. Sometimes it takes a year. Fuck, look at the biggest YouTuber on the planet. I, I'm also using this as the transition, but Mr. Beast. It took him eight years to become relevant. 
Like and now he's curing a thousand people's blindness. Which that's the thing we're gonna talk about. Why is the internet mad at him? Why is he a bad person for helping people? I don't understand. What were we uh what were we saying before the podcast happened? If you see red if, uh, if you look for red, you're going to see red. Yeah, but like, if you look for a reason to complain about it, I'm looking for a reason. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know about. I don't know if you know this about me, geek. I love positivity. I love happiness. I love people being positive. So, like, if if Mr. Beast, all of his videos are so wholesome and they're always about giving back. Sometimes you're like, what is that person going to do with X amount of dollars? But he's still doing something positive. I haven't even dove in to the negativity on this Mr. Beast video just because, like, there is no negativity. Like, I'll be butchering this, but I don't know if it was him that said it. He was just like, hey, like, I'm glad I did this for people, but, like, why isn't the government just doing this for people? Right. And it's just like, yeah, yeah of course, of course. But, like, if, if you're finding a reason to complain about that, holy fuck, go touch grass. In Ontario right now, it's snowing. You'll have to dig a bit deeper, but, like, go touch it. Right. Well, so, like... Here's a thing posted about it. People are honestly praising Mr. Beast yet again. I'm going to be honest. I've talked a lot of shit on Mr. Beast. Not about what he actually does, but the idea that he's an innovator has always pissed me off. He he comes up with such original content. No. No, he doesn't. His video started as, Can you keep your hand on this car the longest you'll win? We've been doing that since the 50s, dog. That's not new. This is a radio show. This this is so not new. Like, right. Like, it's that part that's always bugged me. Like, it's not new. It's really not. I, I don't yeah. like people getting praised for creating new ideas when it wasn't a new idea. You just popularized it again. Yeah. Like, that part's always bugged me, but dude works his ass off, and... At this point, every video he does is almost to the point where nobody else could do that. Yeah. The ideas are just so outlandish now that absolutely. In the beginning, that wasn't creative awesomeness. It was just being really good at structuring YouTube videos. Like, it's incredible. Every bit of his videos are so perfectly structured and perfectly shot and perfect. That you gotta give him credit for, but like the idea, the uh, b- idea behind it, not always original, which is fine. Not much is original in this world anymore. It's just not. Every no. idea has been hatched by somebody. Whether they could go through with the idea they had, that's a different question. But yeah, almost no idea is a new idea. They're just ideas. They're just but, refined. But yeah, this thing says people are praising Mr. Beast again. The guy does poverty tourism for cash. If he pays a person's medical bills, lottery style, without informing anyone with his platform, it's that it... Like, apparently, giving away money lottery style is bad because he puts it on YouTube and profits off of it. So it's bad. I've never understood that. Doing a good thing just because you record it, like doing a good thing is still a good thing, whether you recorded it and put it on the internet or not. 
like I, I get that. Stop. Well, it's just not that genuine. Uh, I mean, yes, it is. He still did it. And then guess what? The money he makes from that video means he gets to go do and give again. away money again. That yeah, he's perpetuating a cycle of good. At this point, I think the dude could cure cancer, and he'd get canceled because he posted it on the internet. Like ah, uh, he's a, he's an asshole. He only did it for attention. Ooh, that's funny. Like the curing a thousand blind people and then getting mad about the fact that he filmed it. Like, dude, what? That's gold. He makes people dance on camera for basic human needs so he can make millions. Dude, we've seen from Mr. Beast. He literally lives in his warehouse in an apartment. Yeah. In a room about the same size as mine. Maybe a little yeah. bigger because he has a gym. But, <laughs> which, that makes sense. You got to stay in shape, especially if you're going to live in a 20 by 20 square. Like, he's never been like, I want all this money for me. Genuinely, the dude just wants to give away money and help people. I'm sorry yeah, he, he can't does. fix the entire world. Yeah, I'm but sorry good he God. Can't send- I got Twitter 20 bucks. Like, there's only so much you can do. I don't. Hey, Geek, did you watch the Persona Rumble? Oh, yes. We can we can tra- <laughs> we can transition into the rumble. Okay. Oh, good God. We are almost already an hour in and haven't touched it. So yeah, let's let's go talk about the rumble. Oh, so what do you what should we talk about first? That that's my fucking go-to, man. That's like so the, the rumble ends. So, uh, what do you want to talk about? Right. That comes from a Cody Rhodes. That comes from a Cody Rhodes promo. I can't lie. Cody it's, Rhodes. It's on an original. It's on an original idea. Um, yo, to be honest with you, it was a fucking good time. It was. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I uh, I had way too much fun. Uh, my microphone peaked a hell of a lot, so I'm glad it wasn't <laughs> live. I'm sure people figure that out when they saw it all being uh, in a nice fancy video with the FTI original series at the beginning. Um, but man, <laughs> from fucking Mega Matt being the greatest of all time as he always is by uh, hyping the community up to me messaging the geek on like, hey, so like there's a ring announcer at the beginning. The ring announcer doesn't have a voice. NCD and I could do it, but community involvement. I don't know. For whatever reason, I know you said it was good. I still feel like I could have done more with that. I don't feel like it, it was perfect, and I'm, I don't know. But that's just me. I'm overly critical of myself. I could release a perfect video, and I'd still find flaws. That's just how it works. <laughs> so when when Monday Night Raw comes on the air, they tell you where they're live from. They tell you that you're, what event you're on, and they send yep. you to commentary. Well, guess what we did? You told them where in the FTI Coliseum you said what the event was, and you sent yeah. it to Entity on commentary. Yeah. And then that little that little cheeky undisputed Easter egg I had to have for Entrance One was specifically for you, Eero and Hardy. That's bro. amazing. Like I was, I was just, I was like, yo, these people play undisputed in the chat. We'll just make undisputed the entrance song "Fly as a Fly." I called it. I I yelled about that too when it happened. I was like, oh my god, undisputed's his entrance song. Let's go. <laughs> he did the thing. <laughs> He did the thing. I was all excited, dude. I, 
like uh like don't get me wrong i really enjoyed the like inaugural um fti persona rumble but like it's such a night and day on like the presentation like the community members that were involved i think we had more new entrants this year than we had second years like i said shoot this was the second one this was shoot's first one um and then we get like down to the final 10 i'm actually standing up like this bro i'm like oh my god oh my god young phillows eliminated him 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 hero let's just talk about hero getting eliminated dude talk about a fucking genuine reaction radical puts hero over the top rope and i'm like oh fuck we gotta go re-record hero is not gonna want to watch this and then um sammy zane uh i meant uh young phil eliminates uh radical and young phil has just won the persona rumble and i had like the biggest fucking voice crack at that man and the chat, my guy, was going off as it was happening. I know you were watching the VOD, but if you saw yeah. the Twitch chat, bro, holy shit, like Josie, Artie, uh, Showtime, LD, Mega Max. I'm so Mother sad Max. I couldn't be there for it live, man. It was such an experience. Dude, like, I will never forget that. I uh, FaceTimed Danielle before it happened, and I said, hey, I'm going to disappear for the next two hours. And she's like, oh, oh, no, no. Like, I know. And then she's even lurking in the chat. <laughs> and she's like, she, she's like, you look so happy while you do this. I'm just like, I'm having the time of my life, man. Like, yep. there is people who don't watch wrestling, caring about wrestling, because they're watching community members represent these guys. Yep. Holy fuck. Year three is only around the corner. So that is something I want to bring up for year three. Year three... I don't know how much pain in the ass it'll be. I'll volunteer my time. I guess it'll probably be on the next 2K since it has been announced that they are making another one, which is surprising. Yeah. I wasn't sure that there ever was going to be another one, so I'll take it. Um, Next year's, we should, like, all of... I don't know who all can or would be willing to, but we should make custom 30. wrestlers for all everybody that's in it yes sir I, yes, it's sir. just it's, better that was, that was one. Yeah. yeah man yep uh, so flies a fly being Matt styles couch uh was ronnie which is either a nightmare or a genius <laughs> uh and then showtime uh like 2k22 was just so buggy 2k22 yeah. is just so buggy for the creation suite that uh, 2K19, I think we thought of the idea too close to the actual Rumble, but uh, Entity and I were saying, hey, if we do a year two, we're going to make sure that uh, all the guys are created. We couldn't even get Showtime downloaded, so Entity came up with that Showtime Sami Zayn gimmick. Yeah, You know how fucking cool it would be if all 30 guys were actually created? Yeah. Mind you that like the Rumble, like the stage difference in year one was the Rumble Arena. Year two, it's actually the Persona Rumble Arena. Right. Um, it needs to be a fully created event. We're taking the steps. That, it takes time. Yeah, exactly. And like a once a month FTI World Championship defense needs to happen now. Yes. Like... Through, through multiple games like it'll be it'll be kind of hard you'll have to like be limited but like not everybody has to participate in every one well, um, well, and again for the rest of the year it can just be kind of just matches yeah like maybe yeah. maybe next month i don't know if this is a thing but next month maybe you set up you know elimination chamber and have yeah. six people 
compete to then for the first actual defense of the title to be at WrestleMania. You find six people to compete next month in an Elimination Chamber match to go on to WrestleMania to face Dylan. Yes, sir. You know what you actually do? What you do is you plan an FTI community gaming night on Discord with a bunch of people that you're not really sure have ever met before, and you get them to play a game of Fall Guys, and you tell them no, how it goes no, after. No, you can't do Fall Guys for so many reasons, but mostly because I would never win, and that's sad, so no. <laughs> I am. Dylan's just like a 450-day reign would end with Fall Guys, but it would also start by him winning, winning Fall Guys. Uh, you've played with Dylan and I before. We can either be so good, or we can go like, wow, I haven't seen the home screen in 20 seconds. I'm just awful at that game, man. I just can't. I, I think it would be cool if sports games would finally figure their shit out and be cross-platform. Because having a world where you actually, you know, maybe eventually, you know, it's maybe Eero holds the belt again. But we can both load into 2K23, and instead of having it be, you know a simulated taped match, you could have it be us playing against each other. Exactly. And then yeah, man. Yeah. we just take that, the VOD of that, give it to you for you guys to commentate over and all of that stuff, you know, really yep. up the quality after the fact, but like have the actual match be played. That'd be cool for a rumble. That would never work. Trying to keep 30 people connected would be ridiculous, <laughs> but well, uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2011 or WWE 12 uh, had the 30-man Rumble thing, mm -hmm. and I think 2K22 brought it back. But that was before cross-platform was even an idea. Right. So if you had like, if you had like a 30-person cross-platform Rumble, dude, holy shit! Right, that'd be nuts. And then you know, I so real quick, I gotta ask because it felt very odd. Because me and Eero were the two people for this Rumble cutting promos because we get too into it sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we enjoy the bit, man. It's, it's really easy fun. to it buy into the bit. It makes it so much it makes it so much more important, man. Like it, yeah. like like you're like you're not only for you guys is it fun, you're convincing the community, like, oh, this is an event. Like this is actually yeah. going down. This ain't just a random Wednesday newsletter. Like this is like an event that like yeah. we're all prepared for. Yeah. Like, that was fun. And I think had both me and Eero jumped the gun on it just a little faster, allowing, you know, Jedi and Wonder and Artie and everybody to kind of get into it, I think we could have made the promos we were cutting a lot bigger, making the whole thing bigger. But I think we all were just kind of like, do we, well, do we on, really um, want to do this? Is it really good? What's up? No, sorry, to, sorry, man, but you bring up a good point on commentary. When uh, Josie comes out, she was represented by AJ Styles. I referenced, I was like, "Hey, Josie has had a lot to say about this Persona Rumble because she was gonna cut a promo." And yeah. like, uh, regardless, now you can just like say it's like that backstage talk. But like, it was Eros promo that led into Josie wanted to cut a promo that led into the geek sending me the promo, and then it was like we have two guys. They're technically from the same realm almost like everybody right. in geeks community knows hero and vice versa so it's like oh shit my team hero or my team geek right fucking grace and goes and ruins that and eliminates uh fuck God. Not. no sorry it was so set up one of us was gonna eliminate the other and it was gonna be so good 
Yeah, oh. man. Yeah, like, uh, what, what was <laughs> happening? Oh, Mega, Mega Matt makes the save. Yeah. Uh, Fuck, that could have set up another match, not even for a title, but if you do an Elimination Chamber one, you know, if we decide to keep doing an FTI original series wrestling thing, you could have had the yeah. next card because it wouldn't be a 30-person rumble. It would be a six-man Elimination Chamber. Yeah. You could have had... Just a fuck it, Eero and Geek aren't part of that. They're blowing off their own feud in the match before so that the video yeah. gets to be long enough that... Because a six-man match may only be a 15-minute thing. So then you have this yeah. other match also that exists for, you know, make the video longer, more stuff to get people hyped for. That could have been awesome. But then the game yes. had to ruin it by Mega Matt saving Eero. And then um, I'm gonna have to fight so, you, yep. Mega Matt. Oh, the challenge has been laid out, Mega Matt. I I am sending this to Mega Matt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the the there is a moment in the ring. So uh, young Phil is leaning on the right hand of the ring. He's like leaning, and Will just walks right past him. Yep. All Will had to do was clothesline Randy Orton over, and like I reference that, I'm like, turn. Yeah, I was what so mad you? watching that. Because it's yeah. Randy Orton, and I'm still pissed at Phil. Why am I the yeah. only one who had to eat an RKO? What? Let's talk about, and young Phil asked me this yesterday when I was having my birthday dinner. Uh, he's like, was it rigged? And I said, no, <laughs> it wasn't. And even if I wanted to, you are too obvious of a person that yeah. I would rig it for. Like, yeah. Like... Like, you hear my excitement as Dylan comes in. I'm like, oh, here comes young Phil. But as he's getting eliminations, I'm like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. And he wins, bro. And, like, the genuine, like, fuck, no way. You'll never shut up about this. <laughs> if it was a rigged rumble, it wouldn't be fun. Because, like, right. like half of it for me is mine and NTD's commentary. Yep. Like, like that, that is half of it for me. So, like, I don't want that to be ruined or watered down because we're, like, predetermined. Mind you year one ended how it did because Anthony and I's mission was to show you how a wrestling pay-per-view can end. Right. Like everybody had, everybody have, had questions. Why is Eero the champ? He got eliminated. So, like, uh, yeah, look at like, look at what WWE finally figured out. Oh! They finally figured out how to run a show. Oh my God. This year's rumble was perfect in every I, way from front to back. Oh my I, god. Uh, my, my favorite guy on the roster right now is LA Knight. Yeah. Uh I love LA Knight so much. That match fucking sucked. <laughs> like Oh my that, god. That, that was the one that, bad that, match. That I'm match beginning to realize. Sucked. I I am finally beginning to see the vision with WWE and Bray Wyatt. There's a reason they canceled that character and it start yeah. like the idea of it is great. But unlike Taker, they haven't been able to figure it out ever. Yeah. Like, at this point, maybe Bray Wyatt's just not that guy, even though literally a week ago you did the whole passing of the torch with Taker. But, like... Ah. I uh, I really enjoyed watching Bray Wyatt and LA Knight do something that's, like, a first ever yes. and, like, hasn't been done yet kind of approach. 
But like, man, like I was so excited for the pitch black match. Their rivalry's been going on since like mid to end October. First yep. matches at the Rumble. Not only did it end so fast, mind that the ending's something different. Like that's just typically at its best, like a stage play. Just like the match sucked. Like I, I am too big of a fan of LA Nightman. And mm-hmm. like I remember, I was getting up to get a beer. I pop open a beer and I sit down and Bray Wyatt hit Sister Abigail. It wasn't even a good Sister Abigail, which bugged me. It was so it was so fast. It was uh, quick. You didn't even um, line it up right. He did. Yeah, like it wasn't right. <sighs> and uh, uh, Bray Wyatt was on last week's uh, session of Out of Character with Ryan Satin. Um, and he was just like, yeah, like the fiend's dead. Cause like at that time, like that was the fiend's like last moment like that. Like he's dead. Like my character was dead from that point. I took a break because of like uh, things going on in real life and everything. And like the thing Bray Wyatt, it sounds like, and I could be wrong, is like he likes like grabbing these things from the past to be in the character now because he's constantly evolving with everything. And I was like, yo, like this match is be like being hyped up. Like I love how Bray's mind works because he's like always thinking about two years instead of like right in the moment. Yep. And then you just get that pitch, you just get that pitch black match, and it's just like, fuck, that sucked. Right. Like, uh, I watched like three LA Knight interviews uh, prior to uh, the Rumble. Cause I, as I mentioned like two minutes ago, I'm a big LA Knight guy. Like I love LA Knight. He does that, and it's just like fuck. Like that was the average Bray Wyatt squash match to a to a sense. Yeah, I'm not saying it was an absolute squash, but like just to a sense, it was like I was expecting like more. Yep. Um, yep. people are like, people are like, oh, it's because Bray Bray's limited in the ring. No, he's not. No, I, Bray, Bray is <laughs> one of the best wrestlers in WWE. He is also maybe the most ring-aware person in the WWE. He knows everything going on in that ring, no matter how many guys are in it. Just look back at maybe Bray Wyatt's most famous moment, the time he was forced to tag team with Roman Reigns. I I can't remember who they were going against, but yeah, Roman wasn't even in the ring, but Bray's going for the pin, somebody's coming in, and he just goes, pow, and fucking Roman hits him with the spear at the exact same time. As much as you want to say that's scripted, for Bray, to, for Bray and Roman to get that right, do you know how aware they have to be of everything going on? Yeah. Like, it yeah. was an incredible thing. Bray's I great. Think that was, uh, it's just... I think I was against Sheamus and Del Rio. Yes, um, the Russell, it was. Yeah, the, yeah, the I believe so, after, yep. uh, the Rafter Mania when uh, Roman beat Triple H for the title in yep. Dallas. Yep. Um, yep. But no, like I enjoyed that Rumble. It was really cool too because like I got to watch it with Danielle, especially like um, introducing Danielle to the world of wrestling, bro, is so funny because like just like she's like she's like oh I watched it when I was a kid all the time, but like watching her be on her phone to like looking up and watching, especially during like the Rumbles, man. I'm just like this is so cool. Dylan's sitting over here. He asked me a question. Beep, boop, beep. This is why this is happening. Oh, where's Rey Mysterio? Why is Dominic coming out in Rey Mysterio's mask? Oh, it's because last summer Dominic turned on Rey and beat the shit out of him. And on uh, American Thanksgiving and American Christmas, well, I guess worldwide Christmas, yeah. uh, Dominic showed up at Rey's house and jumped him. Oh, so like, why is why is uh, Dewdrop now named Piper? And I said, oh, Dewdrop was her old name. Now they've rebranded her back to her original name. And then uh, Danielle and Dylan and Chris were like, oh, you're just a fucking encyclopedia, aren't you? And I said, you have to be when it comes to this shit because this is the coolest shit in the world. Well, no, you just have to be if you want to know what the fuck is going on. Like, it it requires so much attention. (laughs) Yeah. 
like uh, I was, I was like, oh, like this is happening right now. Like Alexa Bliss is looking at the TV to Uncle Howdy because Alexa Bliss used to be a part of Bray's faction, or it's like the two of them when he was the Fiend. And then I was like, yeah, two years ago, uh, they lit uh, the Fiend on fire when they were in the Thunderdome. And Dylan's like, fuck off. I was like, well, Dylan, you know they didn't light him on fire. Well, like, I mean, obviously they, technically yeah, they but... did, but it, it's controlled. <laughs> and then uh, what was my favorite one? Oh, my favorite one that I told Dylan about. It's one of those wrestling secrets. I was like, oh, by the way, Dylan, every time a wrestler looks at a ref during a pin, they're kicking out. He's like, no. Yep. I was like, Dylan, I was like, Dylan, they're kicking out if the wrestler looks at the ref. He looks he's like, fuck. Yep, and, uh, every, every time. time every every time they do a dive to the outside, you know, a commercial breaks around the corner. What do you come back from when commercial's over? You come back to a headlock. And yep. it's just like it's like not ruining it. Well yeah, it's ruining it, but it's just like so much fun when it's like but, your shit. But then there are also wrestlers who beat that that some of those stigmas. Watch Roman. When he kicks out, he never looks to a ref. He just Roman knows. Roman is the master of the 2.9, man. Like, yep. That guy gets a 2.9, and I, like, holy fuck. <sighs> like, uh, maybe it's because I've been watching for 16 years, but you just know when, like, a pay-per-view is going one direction. I have never once doubted that Roman was going to lose the title. I think the last time I did was against Drew at Clash at the Castle. Because but that one, the these... storylines made too much sense. Like, yeah, but every other defense, I just said it's not this one. Oh, it's Edge at Money in the Bank 2021. Nah. Oh, it's Cena at SummerSlam 2021. Nah. Even oh, it's right Kevin now. Owens at the Rumble. Yeah. As of right well, now, it's Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Nah. I'm sorry. The WWE's going to fuck over Cody again because Roman is their guy. So unless they do something different, which I hope they do, what they really need to do is figure out which title they care about the most. Pick it. Is it the universal? Is it the heavyweight? Roman drops uh, whichever one's not the most important. Decide which one is king shit in WWE. Somehow Roman drops the lower one to somebody. That way there can be other storylines, like, because there needs to be. But if you want Roman to reign for another 800 days, fine. Just don't have him holding both belts so there's only one championship match. Like, no. There's two women's championship matches. There's two tag team matches. Well, there should be. The Usos also need to drop a belt. You want them to run with one forever? Let them run with one. I don't care. Stop with both. That's dumb. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm really, really, really enjoying how they've been having like tag tournaments, but they've yep. been for like separate like Raw and SmackDown titles. And another thing that's really enjoyable to watch is how much the United States and Intercontinental titles matter. Yeah, like Gunther, bro. Holy fuck, I thought I was an LA Knight fan. I love Gunther. Holy shit. The, Austin Theory? I used to be so behind. I hate head. Austin Theory still. He's awful. Ah, it's okay, that's cold. I love that. He's so bad, dude. My biggest issue is I don't like him in the ring, and his personality sucks. Like, you can't suck in the ring and then have a cocky personality. It bothers me. Like... Get better in the ring and get cocky. Or just acknowledge that... Be the Miz! (laughs) Fuck! Just be the Miz. Maybe you're not that great in the ring, but you're... Get to the point where you're just good enough that being cocky is okay. Like... (laughs) If if a wrestler has a uh, punchable face, he's doing his job. That's a good point. Which, So, 
real quick, I want to back this up. The Intercontinental title and the U.S. title both matter for the first time since, like, 2016 when The Miz and AJ Styles held them. Like, yeah. that's when they mattered last. Once The Miz and AJ lost those titles, nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> no. Well, uh, I forget who was telling me it. I think it was, um, I think it was my brother, actually. I could be wrong. Roman used to just throw the United States title over his shoulder and kind of just like drag it like it was like additional weight. You watch him carry the Universal and he's like front facing. This is before Tribal Chief. This is like 2017 Roman. Yep. And then it's like, yeah, because like they didn't matter at the time. Now, Gunther just set the record for the longest time in the Men's Royal Rumble at an hour and 11 minutes. Austin Theory, no doubt, dropped the selfie. And now he's kind of like, kind of like a credible like champion because like you watch him like, yeah, maybe in the ring there's a few things he could like enhance on. But it's so much better watching a champion actually fight than being like the guy who takes a selfie with his opponent. Like, come right. on. Um, right. And even with uh, Roman now, as much as he doesn't wrestle anymore because he's not working every day, which is fine. At least he actually does wrestle. It's yeah. I think everybody's already forgotten. Like Roman never wrestles. Go compare him to Brock when Brock had, had that 400 day reign and wrestled less than 12 times a year. Like that was really a hostage situation. Yeah. Like at least Roman, he shows up for pay-per-views and he still makes TV appearances every week. You never miss yeah. him on TV. Now, is he wrestling every Friday night? No, but okay. Like dude, whatever. At least you're actually there. I still want one of the titles on somebody else. So there can yeah. be a constant fighting champion. I really do think they should have it be like a tier thing where like whatever title, if you want to say it's the WWE championship is top shit. Keep that on Roman and keep that as Roman only shows up for shows to do appearances. And then he wrestles at pay-per-views. That's fine. As yeah. long as it's only one of the belts that way, you know, Kevin Owens is holding the other one fighting every day wrestling at every pay-per-view on every show like that's better that just is yeah but you can have I, the story uh, with roman that also can exist it, there's a cool reason you have two titles like yeah exa exactly exactly like i uh, i love the idea that roman is like uh, like a, an attraction like he's yes. like why you go buy your ticket but at the same time you could definitely figure out a way not to even get roman's shoulders on the mat for three seconds until like it's time but like just to kind of like take a title away he's not a heel hard. have yeah. the ref do some shit where the ref does a quick three count and just fucks yeah. him or here's what i hope happens i don't know what the next pay-per-view is i don't think it's elimination chamber because i think that's the month it's eliminate no it's uh february it's elimination chamber and um sammy zane's hometown right oh is it elimination chamber <laughs> is next yeah February 18th. So that's what you do. First of all, Sammy's as hot as he's ever been. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy is at his king shit right now, and Roman is getting more heat than I have seen any heel get maybe ever. Like, that storyline is so perfect. So you know what you do. Like I just said, you pick whichever title you want to be king shit. You let Roman keep that. And then you decide yeah. at Elimination Chamber, 
It's Roman versus Sammy for, let's say, the Universal. Let's say that's the one they decide is secondary. I, d- I don't know if that's the one they'd choose, but whatever. Let's say that's the one they choose as secondary. So you have Roman versus Sammy for the Universal Championship with Kevin Owens, a special guest referee. You imagine. Sammy hits him with a blue thunderbomb, rolls him up, and KO instead of a one, two, three, it's a one, two, three, and it's over. So did Sammy actually beat Roman? No. But does he take the title anyways? Yes. And then instead of Cody at WrestleMania versus, you know, you could do Cody versus Roman and Cody loses, or you could do Cody versus Sami Zayn and get the two hottest wrestlers in the company at WrestleMania against each other and create one of the most special matches in the world, leaving it open for Roman to face whoever, even though I do think the idea of a Roman versus Sami WrestleMania is great. I don't want Sammy to lose at WrestleMania. I would rather say if they don't do the strategy I just said, I'd rather it be Sammy and KO team up and take one of the tag titles off the Usos. That way Sammy's still in a high profile match that matters, but you can do Roman versus whoever and it doesn't hurt Sammy at all. He still gets his moment at mania because he's earned it at this point. Like my God, Uh... The way we all just care for Sammy. Oh is my god, like, I love Sammy. Yeah, dude, so much, so much. Like, um, I, uh, I, I've always been a Sammy Zayn guy. When he beat uh, Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles at, I think it was Night of Champions 2020. It was like that triple threat ladder match, and like he's holding two Intercontinental titles, and everyone's like, "Oh, shitty decision." I was like, "This is the best decision." Like this guy, his gimmick right now is like a conspiracy theorist who uh, is gonna like take all like these sleek methods to win. But you care. Like, you're like, oh, I hate this guy, but I can't stop watching this guy. Dude, Sammy is just so good at the character work. And then, on top of that, he's always been good in the ring. For whatever reason, it looks like he's slowed down a little. think that's due to all the injuries, if we're being honest. But then somehow, you put Sammy and Kevin Owens in the ring against each other, and it's the best match of the year every time. I don't yeah. know why. Like, War Games. Uh, Look at Sammy and KO at War Games. That was beautiful. All of it. I uh, I have to say, probably the best match I've watched was Sammy Zayn. Like, that always comes to my head. They did a match at Battleground in 2016. Yep. I think it was in Washington. And, like, Sammy's, like, holding Kevin Owens in his arms after hitting a Haluva kick. And I could, I could be wrong. I think he hits another one, or he just puts him down for the three. But, like, holy fuck, like, that just, like, grabbed me. I was just like, oh, this is why I love wrestling. Dude, the storyline between Roman and Sammy has been WWE's best storyline in over a decade. Like, it is it's, incredible. I, I'm enjoying it. I um, oh, And the whole thing I with Jey Uso is so good, too. Like, oh, my God, they have got it figured out, which is why it scares me that Triple H probably is going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I uh what what was going on? Oh, it was when Jey Uso hated Sammy at first and like yeah. slowly he opens up, he has the suspicions. Jimmy's like, nah man, you got this guy all wrong. He's fucking cool. And then it's Jimmy hitting that super kick. And um as the show's going off the air at the rumble this past Saturday, Roman's like, 
we're at war now. We take no prisoners. And he says it to Solo. And I was just like, hot damn, bro. Hot damn. We're, we're in for a good two months. Uh, Elimination Chamber being in Montreal. I was planning on going because I really wanted to watch that match. God, live. you should. But just knowing it's going to be as loud on TV as it's going to be in that crowd, man. Like on uh, like being there. Holy shit. I'm excited for uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Yep. I saw a thing that is wild. People think WWE is going to take both titles off Roman at Elimination Chamber and I give them to two different people. Now. There's no way. Well, because then it can be Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania for the head of the table match. No. No. no I, I, I really uh, don't care about Roman versus The Rock. I really don't. It's it's not only that, it's like using logic, like Elimination Chamber is like a B pay-per-view. Yes. Like why would you have why would you have the longest reigning world champion in quite some time lose his title a month before Mania? Right. Like, like that makes no sense. If he's gonna drop it, it's gonna be at Mania to give somebody a Mania, Mania moment. It's not oh yo, it's it's an Elimination Chamber. Like no. nah. No, and if he doesn't lose it at this Mania the only other time he's losing it is SummerSlam. If not, he's yeah. holding for another year. That's how that goes. Like, oh, honest, honest. oh, he's going to drop it out extreme rules. Oh, you stop my fuck up. Like, Sorry. Clash at the Castle is the only kind of B pay-per-view that made sense. And that was just because Drew McIntyre was incredibly hot. And it was in yeah, his hometown. Yeah. yeah, like... That one, it made sense. And that's why everybody thought going into it, like, ooh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe he does drop it here. And that's why yeah. Roman's being perfect at the 2.9 second kickout is so good. Yeah. Because no matter who it is, Roman sells like he's going to lose so well. All the time. I, I've never understood that. Roman's not that good in the ring. Roman is one of the five best wrestlers in WWE. I know his, like, m move set sucks. Like, the spear and the Superman punch as your two big moves kind of sucks. Everybody has a spear. Like, that's not a devastating move. The Superman mm -hmm. punch is kind of cool. Like, maybe if you had something other than the spear, the Superman punch makes sense. Yeah. But, like... I think he's in a headlock he does. Right. Like... He's uh, getting better at that. But the move set he's been given is not great. Because for whatever reason, the WWE wants their dominant superstars to use a spear. I hate it. Like, Seth Rollins with the stomp is fucking amazing. That's one of my I, favorite finishers. I can't get enough of Seth Rollins in general. Oh, oh dude, I love Seth Rollins, too. There's a reason for, like, five years my um, ringtone on my phone was burn it down. Yes, sir. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> you call me and you do. You get burn it down. It was great. Uh, oh, shit. Mom's cold. <laughs> yeah. Dude, in public, it gets reactions. It's hilarious. But, like, Seth Rollins, I think that's also part of my thing. I didn't watch wrestling when I was younger. Like, mm -hmm. I was in, like, high school when it finally got introduced to me. I just never cared. And when I started yeah. watching it, you know who w was big and g or getting big? The Shield. So yeah. Roman, Dean, and Seth 
are my three favorite male wrestlers. I love them. They can do yeah. no wrong in my book. That's not true. I agree. There are certain things they could do where I would be like, oh, fuck those guys, I guess. But I don't think any of them are doing that, so it's okay. And then We're on good. the women's side, it's Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. I've always loved those two. I like those two. I don't know why. That just is what it is. Those are those <laughs> are my people. For Becky, I know what it is. She's Irish. Yep. That's my thing. <laughs> Irish My family's Irish, Irish, and then I love Irish accents. No matter who talks with them, they're amazing. Uh, they're so good. I'm one of the few people in the world who says the Irish accent is the best one. It's it's very it's good. It's, it's good stuff. Very, it's good right. stuff. It's very enticing. It's very enticing. And then Becky being with Seth now is just awesome. <laughs> Their interactions are great. Yeah. When they had to do like two pay-per-views back to back, I think it was Extreme Rules and Stomping Grounds in 2019. I just said that we found out there was a couple in the locker room, and now that couple is uh, front-facing. And then Baron Corbin hits the end of days on Becky Lynch just for like the loudest, like "fuck you, Corbin." Yep. Seth Rollins is a curb stomp, dude. Satisfying, oh. satisfying. I really do wish. Like, if it's not Sami Zayn who takes one of the belts from Roman, I want it to be Seth. I think Seth, uh, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, and Bobby Lashley Dude, are my main three. I want Seth to win the money in the bank and hit another huge heist on Roman. That's how I want it to be. The heist of a century! I want, I, I want the heist of the second century. Like, fuck it. Roman has... <laughs> A crazy match at SummerSlam against Braun Strowman and just gets housed, barely wins. And while Roman's still laying there, burn it down hits. Here comes Seth, immediately curb stomp, pin him. And that's how you steal a title. Because then Seth gets to be, Roman, I've done it to you twice. Like, you get a setup. Roman and Seth feuds are so good. They're both yeah. so good at their character work. Damn. That, ah, uh, <laughs> that match was eight years ago this April. Yeah. Uh, the the Lesnar and Roman match where Seth cashed yep. in. Holy fire truck, Batman. I, I hadn't, I wasn't even watching WWE at the time. Not re- well, like a kind of. Again, yeah. when I was really into it was like 2016 to 2019. And that's why I fell out of it. Is because when I really got into it, it was the ending of what was good and going into the dark times for WWE. That's why I fell I away like, so easily. I can't watch the Thunderdome stuff, man. I personally cannot watch that. <laughs> like that is just that is the description of the word depression, right? Is the is the WWE Thunderdome? But I still ah. turning Roman heel finally was the best decision they could have made. Roman's so much better built to be a heel than a baby face. He just, just is. Just like the I don't give a fuck heel. Like, I don't care well, about you. And the look, his look is just better as a heel. You see yeah. that guy and it's easier to think bad guy than good guy. I don't know why. Because yeah. I don't think that way about the Usos. I think they work better as baby faces. They can pull off being heels because they have forever at this point. But... Yeah. And... 
honestly, turning heel is kind of what saved the Usos. They were kind of stuck in mediocrity. And then the Uso penitentiary happened. And suddenly they were great again. That's just... Yeah. Welcome to the Uso, Uso penitentiary. penitentiary. Oh my god, I love them. <laughs> They're great. That was the time. Yeah. I like that. WWE in 2016 was a good fucking time. Yeah. Because then... A couple years after that, you get the return of the Shield, which was amazing to watch. Like, <laughs> I love the Shield. They're the best. <laughs> I really do. Dude, what I would give to see Dean return one more time, just once. Yeah. I think there's a way you could do it. Okay. But you would have to establish a another dominant faction kind of like the authority that would require for whatever reason it's been fucking over Roman and Seth for like a year and it requires them to make more devious and more devious plans and then at a Wrestlemania for basically one final match for Dean in WWE it would have to be like a one time you return for one show thing, which the WWE has done before. They literally did it this year with Mickey James while she was on another show. She was the champion in another show, actually. And WWE brought her back. So we know they're willing. I don't know if they'd be willing with Dean, but whatever. But you bring it back at a WrestleMania and it's just supposed to be Roman and Seth versus whoever this faction is. Fuck, maybe it's Imperium in a couple years. I don't know. But, yeah, <laughs> like, you bring them back, and when it's supposed to be Roman's music that hits, without any spoilers, it's like a Hardy Boys moment. The shield nice music starts, and it pans up to just Seth Rollins standing in the entrance. And then Roman walks up behind him, And then Dean walks around Roman to stand by Seth the way they always did. And that will generate the biggest pop in history. I guarantee. That would be pretty. Especially if there's no, like, you don't do what you did in the first Shield return. Where, like, the Miz is bringing it up. The Shield's not getting back together. You never say anything about the Shield. You don't mention them one time. It's just Roman and Seth working together. If you never bring up the shield and Dean just randomly appears there. Oh my yeah. God. That's why the, the Hardy boys worked so good. Nobody oh, no, knew was it was coming. Favorite. That was my first WrestleMania. Really? Yep. The first one that I actually watched and not just the highlights for, like I was actually paid for it, sat down to watch the whole thing. That was a mania. That was my uh, grade 12 WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a good WrestleMania. Yeah. I enjoyed that one a lot. That was good shit. That's what that's what sucked me all the way in. Phrasing. <laughs> ah, you did it. You did it. Hey. Oh man. It's wild. Um, oh, going back to the Persona Rumble, because I was about to get to this and then we got distracted with WWE because same weekend as the Persona Rumble was the best Royal Rumble in years, so <laughs> we'll take it Um, so I remember you asking us all for numbers 
Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't pick number 29. What, what, yes, sir. How did that happen? I get Eero being at 30. He's the champion. There's really only two answers if you're the champion entering that match. You either enter at one like Roman did and you have to fight the whole fucking thing, or you enter at 30. That makes sense. Why was I 29? It was so much easier to ask you guys for specific numbers than asking if you guys wanted to be in the Persona Rumble. Because if I if I would have said to you guys, like, hey, you guys want to be in the Persona Rumble, especially the new faces, like, oh, what's that? Instead of just like, hey, do me a favor. Pick a number between 1 and 30. I'll see you on January 20th, January 27th. Right. Shuffle those. You shuffle those lads. You uh, predetermine your final four. You predetermine your opening two. Hey, man, 3 to, tw- three to 25. That's going to be a good time. Okay, because I was like, when you asked us for numbers, I definitely said 8, 17, and 22. I came out at 29, so... (laughs) Yeah, nobody nobody got their original number on... uh, on, Nobody got their picked number on purpose. (laughs) That's funny. Eero heard in um, Mega Matt's reveal... Uh, when it was like the participant announcement uh, number one, Eero thought by him being first announced when he was first in the Rumble. Oh. I'm not going to lie. No matter who you are, the, the 2K games are not simulated to make number one go far. Like Timmy Toucan going from four to 30 was yeah. very surprising. You're not going from one to 30. You like... I will I will sit on Twitch and simulate ten Royal Rumbles to see if I'm wrong, but we would have had no like story the whole Rumble if Eero was tossed as quick as number six was tossed. Right. Like so having having Eero at thirty was very nice because like oh is this guy gonna dethrone Eero? Okay, we've seen all thirty guys. We're in the playing field. We're on the battlefield or whatever. Who's gonna eliminate him? Right. You have radical. You have radical eliminate him. Nobody's really thinking of like radicals like uh, participation in this rumble because the storyline right now is between Eero and Geek and Eero and Grayson, especially Eero and Grayson because year yeah. one Grayson got fucked. Year two Umanga eliminates fucking Grayson. So you're like, yo, okay, so it has to be Geek then. Like that has to happen, and then it's radical, and you're like, oh shit. We're crowning a new champion, and our champion, who has been so adamant about being Mr. Two-Time, has gotten eliminated. You have Eero enter at number one. He's eliminated yeah. by number six. And now from seven to 30, you you know you're getting a new champion. You didn't right. figure out you're getting a new champion until 30 minutes in. Right. And even then, there's more storylines. Is it going to be yeah. Geek, the guy who's been cutting promos this whole time? Is it going to be Phil, who's just had... <laughs> what 90 uh, elims fuck dude yeah man i'm still pissed he was just how, do you, how am he i the only hot. one you hit with an rko how do you hit me with my own finisher that's fucked up especially how the rko that was hit on you was just like hey geek's bleeding now by the way everybody yeah um, fuck that kind of sucked think- the end of that match i got teamed up on by everybody left in that ring Every time yeah. I'd stand up, I was getting hit hard. I also the, uh, may have, I wish I could have been on commentary for that. I don't know. I know you were in bed kind of watching, but I don't know if you heard it. 
when I lined up, I think it was Mega Matt for a Kinshasa. You should have heard how fucking loud I was with that. I, I heard. I did hear that. <laughs> yeah. He's setting it up. Kinshasa. Oh, dude, I fucking screamed that. I love it. <laughs> just, like, just like Corey Graves. Yes. Nah. Um. What was I gonna say? Sorry. Interruptions. Nah, th- I- no, you're good. No, no, man, you're good. You invited me on. Uh, <laughs> the this this year's Persona Rumble is probably going to go down as one of my favorite um, FTI collaborative events of mm-hmm. all time. We've only really done a handful, like when it comes to like multi multiple community members. But fuck, that Rumble was special. That was awesome. I gotta do a I gotta do a highlight reel because that was a good time. Wonder was just happy to be involved. And he was happy he didn't get eliminated in 10 seconds. I think it would have been funnier if he got squashed. He just said as long as it wasn't me, he was okay with it. So I kind of wish it would have been me. (laughs) No, fucking uh, one of my coworkers, Jordan, enters at like number 11 or 12. And I was just like, yo, geek, by the way, there's a guy who enters before 15 who just goes. Oh, dude. No, so when you said the the squash happens between 14 and 15, I was like, okay. The actual no, squash, 15. right. The Well, no, so the way you had said it, and it lined up with something else, which was funny when we were talking about it, the actual squash in the match, I think, was at, like, entrant number five. I think they came no, in. It was very early. It was in the first 10. Because at 14 where I thought it was going to be, like, as they were counting down for number 15, Angus just actually sits on a guy and squashes right. them. Yeah. Right when you were talking about it, so I was like, God damn it, Matthias, you little fucker. That is not <laughs> what I meant at all. <laughs> no, I thought I said, uh, I thought I said, um, I think that was just, second. it was probably just a mixture of tired and, you know, yeah. whatever. Fuck. We'll deal with that after. Okay, yeah. No, I uh Jordan Jordan gets eliminated in twelve seconds. Um yep. I, Ronnie was the first eliminated, and then I think Matt Styles goes quickly after. Um and then yeah, Jordan's elimination was fucking fast. Um then Artie. Oh no, Wonder. Wonder and Jedi getting eliminated at the same time was quite convenient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. I got- I gotta go watch the Persona Rumble after we're done here today because I'm I'm gonna go rewatch it as a fan. There you go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> it, it was incredible, man. Fuck, you know what? That's the real goal. Is that in in ten years we host a real Persona Rumble? Dude, All of us of IRL, just yeah, fucking going at it. Who gives Dude. a fuck? One concussion, you'll be fine. <laughs> 29 concussions bro holy oh fuck. i ain't getting a concussion i'm just pulling a randy orton the minute you slide into that ring rko thrown over the top rope i'm I'm not we ain't going through with this i ain't no, giving you a chance we, to hit me no no <laughs> just fucking saying, immediately rkos <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible be like brock lesnar a couple years ago just everyone that comes in the ring immediately hit him with a move throw him out every time 
I think he did one to thirteen. Yeah. Ricochet low blowed him, and then Drew McIntyre Claymore. Yeah, yep. yep. It was good stuff. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Oh God, I love Mr. Beast is acknowledging all the hate he's getting right now, and it's hilarious. Twitter, rich people should help others with their money. Me, okay, I'll use my money to help people, and I promise to give away all my money before I die, every single penny. Twitter, Mr. Beast, bad. <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah <laughs> he's doing what you wanted i don't get it i gotta see this yeah oh, i see it yeah 24 minutes ago yeah like that is incredible oh fuck okay i don't Maybe get this it is something we... uh-oh some important shit happening should we wrap yes, sir, up we can wrap up. We're an hour and a half in, and it's technically past the time I start my stream anyways. So if you need to wrap, we can wrap. All right. We'll pick this up at a, we'll pick this oh. up at a later date with that. We'll get you back on for sure. I still want to do the episode with you and Entity. We, I just oh, haven't so even bad. tried to work that out because it's... I love Entity, but trying to plan with somebody who's 14 hours ahead of you is a little tough. <laughs> yes sir. like trying to get that. stuff to line up because just between our time differences it's tough like and that's only two hours 14 yeah. hours where it's an entirely different day for him that's hard time yeah, we, zones we are stupid like eight or ten yeah. time zones are fucking ridiculous we have to record at like eight or nine if that had to happen yeah so we'll see how that goes but you know eventually there's something to look out for Real quick, is there anything coming up with FTI that you want to mention? Anything coming up soon? Oh, are we talking about a music album? I think we're talking about a music album, and oh. we'll leave it at that. Oh. 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 Interesting. I, 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 uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about the music album because I think the last time that we were doing this uh, back in May, I said Emerson's Music Corner was two weeks away. That, that season of Emerson's Music Corner never aired. Right. Um, yes. So, yeah, music, music album soon. Maybe. Preferably. Possibly. Yeah. Cover uh, in the let track us know down down below yeah. what you if you want that. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, um, honestly, other than that, it's kind of we're in, uh, we're approaching our three year, which holy fuck, damn. on um, April 27th. Um, so I already hit up the designer. I want to do something for that. Ooh. Um, I, I need more who is. Um, yeah, and other than that, man, we're just taking it week by week. So, what do you think about that then? I'm pitching you an idea live on the air. April 27th, FTI Mania. We could do that. That could be possible. We should talk. We should plan. We should. We should. Yeah, let's plan. I'm, ask, ask R.D. Grayson and Entity. I'm a fan of fucking um, Google Docs, bro. I'm a fan of Google Docs. <laughs> there we go. Google Docs. There it is. Oh, I think I have like we'll three of them, and I don't use one of them anymore. Because it was yeah, the one where we tracked our Revolution content, and then we got to a point I was like, dude, tracking it on here doesn't matter. Because every time I think of a who is or a guess who character... I'm not going to scroll and read 150,000 names. I'm just not going to. If we do exactly. one a second time, we do it a second time. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, but, sir, thank you for this. This was fucking awesome. It was great. It's always I, uh, a blast. I, I love doing this so much. I'm so glad we got to do this again. It's so good. Conversations are great. We need to talk more, damn it. Not oh over God, text. We need to just talk more. And hang out, man. Like, yeah. like the date, like, like when, uh, when I'm able just to message you going like, Hey, all guys, Dylan, Colin and I are playing. Come hop on. Hell yeah. I'll be right there. Right. Normally it's like, it's normally, yeah, I'll be there in just a minute. Sometimes it's like, fuck, I'm not home. <laughs> or fuck. I, I am uh, in the middle of a sh- recording a video and it has to be out at noon tomorrow. Uh, I cannot, <laughs> I do not have time. I am so sorry. Ooh. Tell everyone I love them, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> I will be in this chair for the next 18 hours because if I'm not, this video does not make it online. And <laughs> it is not a good time. No. No, I get so mad at myself if I miss an upload. Like, there is nothing I will beat myself up over more. It's missing an upload? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm the same way. It's mostly like for this podcast, because this one's already recorded, 155 weeks in a row, I have not missed an episode. I do exactly not so. miss episodes ever. Technically, yeah. it's 154 weeks. The first episode dropped on a, like a Monday. The second one was on that same Friday, so it wasn't a full but week. But same thing, though. Yeah. Like, I don't plan to miss one anytime soon. You're gonna have to kill me 100. first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's simple. That's only three years, you know. Actually, <laughs> next episode will be three years technically. Oh shit! Yeah, hundred and fifty-six yeah. will be exactly three years. Only has to have on anybody he's ever had on before. I'm not doing that again, dude. Do you know how much of a pain in the ass that was? <laughs> and that was with just the people I'd had then. Yeah. Now there's been so many more new guests. There is, I don't think that's ever happening again. I really don't. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't even get everybody back on the first time. <laughs> oh and I planned it for four months. Holy fuck. And people still said, I don't think I can make it that day. Well, some people just never responded at all. Yeah. It's like, all right, dog. And then, yeah, in a week trying to find time for Mindy and Wednesday and Emerson, just those three alone would be difficult. It would be. (laughs) Like, they they do a lot of stuff. (laughs) Aiden Aiden is a workhorse. Aiden is an actual workhorse. Yes. Like... The fact that we found the two hours to record his solo episode, I'm happy about. Like, goddamn. <laughs> <sighs> it's tough, man. People's I schedules agree. are annoying. Yeah, man. Especially <laughs> in different time zones. Yes. It's all just wild. Because then it's like, oh, I'll be free at 8 o'clock Eastern, right? Oh, that's 6 o'clock my time. That's literally in the middle of my stream. Fuck. <laughs> I will not be free. No, half the time I schedule it anyways because I don't know if I'll find another day and I just end a stream early, as awful as it is. Because sometimes it's like, I think I had to do that with Emerson. It was like, dude, we've been trying for like two months and can't find a day. Fuck it. I'll skip this stream. I don't care. Whatever. Like, (laughs) we found a day that works. Let's just fucking go. 
I <laughs> yeah, whatever. But yeah, okay. I, we said we were wrapping this up, so let's wrap it up. <laughs> Matthias, thank you for being here. Everybody, go follow thank Matthias you so much. everywhere. Go follow FTI Studios everywhere. And yeah, I think that'll do it for us. So thanks for watching. We'll catch you in the next one. Catch you later. Peace.